Okay, welcome back to Made Arbitration. Hope you had a good week. Uh, had a lot of good feedback on the salted peanuts edition. So uh, <laughs> that's something I'll start doing more of. And the good thing about that is that's something that I can just do forever. Salted peanuts, because there's always topics. Always. Whether it's things that you send me through email, text, uh, on social media, there's always topics. So I can, you know, those are things that I can do forever. Um, we're going to get into Article 8 today. Don't know how long it's going to be. I've got a little training thing that we did in uh, our regional training. Um, but a lot of good stuff going on with Formate Arbitration. A lot of good stuff. I have, um, I'm going to be going down to Florida on January 29th for the installation of the the branch president newly elected branch president and vice president uh that's josh and kira so th they've asked me to come down there so I'll, i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go down there and uh do a little training uh i said uh what are we gonna be training article 8 article 16 they're like no nope, just do empowerment for two hours <laughs> so <laughs> So for two hours, I'm going to be talking about something. I don't know what yet, but for two hours, I'm going to be talking. That should be entertaining. <laughs> Hopefully, I can keep people interested that long. But uh, that'll be down in Florida, January 29th. Uh, and and that's, uh, that's pretty dead gum cool. Um, that'll be a busy time for me. I have an arbitration in New Orleans I'm a witness at. I'll be going from there down to Florida to do that with uh, Josh and Kira and that branch. And then I'll be coming straight back for removal here in Nashville. So I'll be a busy little beaver during that time right there. But, hey, we'll have fun. We'll have a good time. I think they're going to do uh, that by Zoom down there in uh, Florida. It's Branch 1779. They're going to be doing that by Zoom, and I think Jeremy's going to try to get it on YouTube. Not that I'm anything special, but I just thought that was pretty neat. You know, them asked me to come down there and uh, be a guest. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. So that'll be a good time. Uh, today we're going to get into Article 8. Now, what I'm going to do today is, and I'm going to have Jeremy put this up, uh, this is Article 8 101. This is the basics, and it's training that I did uh, in my regional training last year and Chris Strickland and Jason actually put this together. Now I've done a lot of training, uh, in national training and also in, um, regional training and here locally. Uh, this is one of the better things that I've seen. And so I just stole it. I kept it and, and I want to go over it today. Uh, but like I said, I'm gonna have Jeremy put this up. So anybody who's starting out, any new stewards, this is ideal for you because it answers a lot of basic questions in Article 8. And so it's it's very, very good. They did a fantastic job with it. And so uh, I'm going to have Jeremy put that up for you. And and whatever he's going to title it, I don't know, maybe basic Article 8. We'll see. But uh, I'll be going over that today. Don't know how long it's going to be. Like I said, it's a, just a little training thing that we did. But uh, but that's what's going to happen. We're going to do that today. And then we're going to get into the Article 8, just page for page next week, okay? But this is called Eight is Enough, Basics of Article 8. And, and like I said, it's very, very good. It gives you, it's the basics of Article 8. So... Like I said, new stewards, even me, you know, it's good for me, good for new stewards. And because uh, Article 8 is confusing as hell. It really is. Uh, and one of the best things I can tell you about Article 8 is <laughs> when you're dealing with Article 8 is Article 8 says what it says. It does not say what it does not say. <laughs> it says what it says. It does not say what it does not say. Here's an example. The Titanic is sinking, all right? The Titanic is taking on water. It's sinking. And so the people come out and they say, in these first few life rafts, women and children only. 
women and children only in these first few life rafts. Gentleman comes up and he says, hey, what about if I've got restrictions? Can I get on the life raft? Women and children only. So no, sir, you can't get on there even though you've got restrictions. Well, I'm at a certain age. Can I get on there? Are you a woman or a child? No, no, I'm not. Well, then no, you can't get on there. Because on these first few life rafts, it's women and children only. So it doesn't matter what else you say, women and children only will get on these life rafts. Article 8 is the same way. It says what it says. It does not say what it does not say. And uh, it can be very confusing. But that's one of the better ways I can tell you when you're looking at Article 8 and how to interpret Article 8. It's If it says women and children only, it does not mean that there's another set that can get in there. It's women and children only. All right? So I'll leave you with that <laughs> to start this off with. So just remember the Titanic when you're looking at Article 8. It says what it says. It does not say what it does not say. So let's start this thing out. And it says no overtime entitlement. And this is one of the main things that you'll deal with in some of your stations. No overtime entitlement. Overtime opportunities for carriers on the regular OTDL are not distributed by seniority or on a rotating basis. Overtime opportunities for carriers on the regular OTDL are not distributed by seniority or on a rotating basis. A carrier on the regular OTDL is not entitled to any specific overtime, even if it occurs on his or her own route. So we're not entitled to overtime, even though we're on the overtime desired list. One of the main things that you'll see is people on social media saying, I'm I'm on the overtime desired list. And there's another carrier that's on the same day off as me, and they work them every single Monday. And they never work me. I want to file a grievance. You cannot file a grievance on that. The only grievance that you will have pertaining to that is what? The quarterly overtime grievance. Management can do whatever they want. Throughout the quarter, our only recourse is the quarterly overtime grievance. So if you've got people in your office that come up to you and say, hey, look, I'm on the overtime desired list, and this individual over here gets overtime every single day, and I don't get any. I want to file a grievance. There is no grievance. All right? Like I said, if they're like, hey, look, I've got Monday off, This person over here who's the the manager's pet has Monday off. I never work Monday. They work every single Monday. I want to file a grievance. You don't have a grievance until the quarter. (laughs) Then you have a quarterly overtime grievance. So keep that in mind. That's one of the biggest things that we deal with. Keep that in mind. You have to tell them, look, I cannot grieve that until the quarter. All right? And, and here's another thing that I saw. And they never did this in my, my installation. I wish they would have. Are these people saying that management told them that they were on a high earners list? And so therefore they weren't going to get any more overtime. They just told them, look, district came down with this high earners list. If you've made so much then you're no longer going to get overtime. We're going to start using these people, even people off the list. Because you're on a high earners list. And I had so many people telling them, well, yeah, it sounds to me like a quarterly issue. So that is not what that is. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get into this right here. That is not what that is. If they're telling you that you've made so much that they're no longer going to use you, they're going to have to start going off the list to use non-ODLs because you've made so much. If they tell you that there is a list with your name on it because you've made so much, they're not going to use you anymore. That is not a quarterly overtime issue. 
To me, I'm going to grieve that. If you tell me that I've been placed on a list of high earners, there is no such thing. I'm going to request that list. I'm going to request that policy. I'm going to request that amendment to Article 8 when I hear that. If they would have come up to me and said, hey, Corey, we can't use these three carriers over here anymore. We're going to have to go off the list because they're on high earners. I'm grieving that. I'm just going to grieve it. There is no such amendment. There is no such clause in Article 8 that talks about a high earners list. So I'm going to grieve it. People say, what do, what do you grieve? There's nothing in Article 8. I'm going to grieve it on Article 5. Is exactly what I'm going to do. Because if you put me on a list because I'm a high earner, which there's no such thing, do you not think that that's something that's impacting my wages, hours, or working conditions? This list? Do you not think that me being put on a list of high earners doesn't affect my wages, hours, or working conditions? If you're going to tell me that I'm not allowed to get overtime anymore because management has come up with this list? Article 5, it says, Article 5 prohibits management taking any unilateral action inconsistent with the terms of the existing agreement or with its obligations under law. How is this list not incorporated in that right there? Section 8D of the National Labor Relations Act prohibits an employer from making unilateral changes in wages, hours, or working conditions during the term of a collective bargaining agreement. How has this list not done that? You're going to tell me that I've made so much throughout the year that at the end of the year, you're just going to quit giving me overtime. And you're going to start working people off the list. I saw that uh, in December. People were saying, man, they came out with this high earners list. Uh, they're telling me that people not on the list are going to have to work because they can't work me anymore. That is a grievance. <laughs> That's a grievance. That's two grievances. First, working people not on the list is a grievance. And second, tell me I'm on the list. Some fabricated list that has impacted my wages, hours, and working conditions. Anytime y'all hear that, grieve it. Anytime management comes out with this high earners list, there's no such thing. I, if I want to work 24 hours a day, I have that right. Seven days a week. And then at the end of the year, you're going to punish me for being somebody who's worked all the time? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, there's a, that, that high earners list. That pissed me off. But there's a little bit of something for you. Where were we? <laughs> that did tick me. I was wishing that they would do that in my installation. But they never did. But I saw it everywhere. I would have loved for J, JB to have gotten a hold of that. All right, pay guarantees, pay guarantees, full-time regulars, guaranteed eight hours of work or pay. All right, if full-time regulars, guaranteed eight hours of work or pay. PTF, CCA, and 200 or more work year offices are guaranteed four hours of work or pay. PTF or CCA in 200 or more work year offices are guaranteed four hours of work or pay. PTF, CCA, and less than 200 work year offices are guaranteed two hours of work or pay. Now, you're a brand new steward. You're in a marginally small station, and you say, 200 work year offices? What in the hell is that? Over 200 work year or under 200 work year, what is that? Contact your business agent. Don't, don't sit there and try to get some formula and do it like that. Contact your business agent. At the beginning of each year, that'll be set. And it'll last throughout the year. Okay? Whatever your office is or installation. So, at the beginning of the year, new stewards, anybody wondering if there are 200 or less or whatever, contact your business agent's office. They have that. They'll have that, and they'll be able to tell you, and that'll last throughout the year, okay? So you don't have to worry about it anymore. 
So contact your business agent's office. That's the best thing I can tell you to do. Because a lot of people say, how do I know? Well, you cut out rural carriers. This is added up. Over here. Don't do that. Don't do that. Call your business agent and ask them where it says uh, 200 or more work year offices. Do you know if my office is 200 or more work years? And they'll, they'll pull that right up for you. All right. So that's the best way to do that. Management cannot solicit an employee to work less than their guarantee. And that's a big thing where you come in. And, and I saw this all the time on social media where a carrier comes back in seven hours and management's like, Hey, go on and take annual leave and, uh, or go on and take this kind of leave. Or, you know, you're not going to sit here for an hour, not doing anything. I have an eight hour guarantee. So either you're going to 701 rule me, which means it's seven hours and one click, you're going to pay me for eight and I'm going to get up out of here, or I'm going to sit on this stool for eight hours because I have an eight hour guarantee. You cannot tell me to leave. If you do, that's a grievance. I have an eight hour guarantee. You can't say, hey, you got done with your route in seven hours. You need to go on home. And then you find out they charged you annual leave. I have an eight-hour guarantee. They cannot solicit me to do anything other than eight hours. Okay? Management may not schedule an employee that cannot work their entire guarantee. All right? Management may not schedule an employee that cannot work their entire guarantee. Overtime work. PTFs and CCAs shall be available to work Flexible hours as assigned by the employer. PTFs and CCAs shall be available to work flexible hours as assigned by the employer. The normal work week, Article 82C, does not apply to PTFs or CCAs. Y'all get that? The normal work week, Article 82C, does not apply to PTFs or CCAs. Like I said, I'm going to have Jeremy put this up for you. Y'all get it printed out. Keep it with you. It's great stuff. Overtime pay rates. Article 84A. Overtime pay is to be paid at the rate of one and one half times the base hourly straight time rate. Article 84C. Penalty overtime pay is to be paid at the rate of two times the base hourly straight time rate. And of course, penalty overtime will not be paid for any hours worked during the penalty overtime exclusion in December. Okay. Out of schedule premium. Here's another one that stumps a lot of people. Over, out of schedule premium only applies to full-time employees. Okay, so if you got CCAs wondering and all that stuff, out-of-schedule premium only applies to full-time employees. Does not apply to light or limited duty schedule change. If notice of a temporary schedule change is given by Wednesday of the preceding week, out-of-schedule premium is paid. If notice of a temporary schedule change is not given by Wednesday of the preceding week, then out-of-schedule premium does not apply. Overtime pay applies. All right, that's one of those things I'm talking about. If notice of a temporary schedule change is not given by Wednesday of the preceding week, then out-of-schedule premium does not apply. Overtime pay applies. And there's no pyramiding of overtime rates. Sunday premium. Here's another hot topic. Sunday premium. A carrier who works on Sunday receives an additional 25% of the base hourly rate. The no pyramiding provisions of Article 84F apply. CCAs do not receive Sunday premium. Penalty overtime. Overtime worked on more than four of the employee's five scheduled days in a service week. Work over 10 hours on a regularly scheduled day. Work over 8 hours on a non-scheduled day. 
work over six days in a service week. And that's full-time regulars and full-time flexibles. Penalty overtime, PTS and CCAs. Work beyond 10 hours in a service day or 56 hours in a service week. And that's for PTS and CCAs, penalty overtime. Work beyond 10 hours in a service day or 56 hours in a service week. Overtime list. Your, ma- your name remains on the list until you remove it. There's another hot topic. If I sign up on the overtime desire list, I'm on there for eternity until I take my name off of it. All right. Management cannot take me off the overtime desired list. Okay. If I put my name on the overtime desire list, it's on there for, for an eternity. If they come around the next quarter and I fail to sign up for it, I'm still on there because I never took my name off of it. If they hand me the overtime desired list and a grievance and they say, like, your name's not on there. I signed up for this when I came to this station 20 years ago. And I've never removed my name from the list. So remember that. Your name remains on the list until you remove it. Management may not remove your name from the list. So if I'm denying over, if I'm just declining overtime over and over and over again, they cannot remove my name from the list. And they've tried to do that all the time. You can remove your name from the list at any time. The day you remove your name from the list, management can still work you overtime. Okay, so if I come in on Saturday and, and I'm mad as hell, they, I'm trying to get to a football game and they're like, Corey, I know you're trying to get out of here, but you got to take off on this other route. Uh, I'm getting off the list. You still got to take off on this route. <laughs> That'll start Monday. All right, so if you need to get to that game, you need to take your name off the list on Friday. And that way, you're off the list on Saturday. But if you take your name off the list, you still got to work it overtime on that day, okay? Employees on the ODL are required to work the overtime given to them. If requested, management may excuse overtime work. Okay? Let me get into something else here. Absent from overtime. I see this on discipline all the time. People sent me AOT, absent from overtime. No such thing. There's no such thing in Article 8 or Article 16 as absent from overtime. Now, Article 8 talks about me declining overtime or refusing overtime, but that's not a disciplinary issue. Management will attempt to put AOT, absent from overtime, on discipline. I'm going to ask them, where I can find that provision absent from overtime. If you're talking about, is there a rule? Is the rule a reasonable rule? I need to see that rule absent from overtime. Okay. I have that sent to me a lot. What do we do about absent from overtime? Nothing. There's no such thing. There's no such rule. Okay. So make sure when you see absent from overtime, ask management where they're getting that rule from. Under what provision of any handbook or manual is absent from overtime? Because I need to see that so that I can defend this carrier. They can't find it. If you go to Article 8, that's not discipline, right? Article 8, uh, it covers hours of work. Not disciplinary matters, (laughs) all right? So absent from overtime, make sure that we're challenging that. That's another little something for you. Overtime list, 12 hour list, may be required to work up to 12 hours in a day and 60 hours in a service week, excluding December. The 10 hour list, preference is to only work up to 10 hours in a day, but may be worked up to 12 hours. Let me stop right there. That's another big one. People all the time saying, look, I'm on the 10 hour list and and they're always working me 12. Well, they can do that. That's a 10-hour preference, okay? Uh, I don't know of many arbitrators that acknowledge that when we go forward with an overtime grievance and I'm saying management is required to work carriers on the list up to 12 hours before requiring non-overtime carriers to work off the list, 
I've never had an arbitrator say, well, are they on the 10 hour list or the 12 hour list? Arbitrators acknowledge a 12 hour list. So the 10 hours is a preference. Okay. I prefer to work 10, but I can work 12. All right. Work assignment list obligated to work overtime on own assignment during a regularly scheduled day. Work assignment list. Here's another tricky one. Work assignment list. Obligated to work overtime on on assignment on a regularly scheduled day. Considered available for 12 hours. Management may assign work to a PTF CCA at a straight or overtime rate. To avoid paying penalty, management may assign work to OTDL at regular overtime rate. No obligation or entitlement to work overtime on a non-scheduled day or on a route other than their own. Carrier technician includes all routes within the swing string. So when people say, hey, I'm on the work assignment only list and management continues to take my overtime and give it to a CCA, they can do that. Management continues to take my overtime and give it to a PTF. I'm on the work assignment only list. They can do that. As long as it's at the straight or overtime rate. Okay? To avoid paying penalty, management may assign work to an overtime desired list carrier at the regular overtime rate. All right? So if I'm, go- I'm work assignment only and I'm going to go into penalty, they can take my work and give it to an OTDL as long as it's at the overtime rate. All right? But that CCA one gets a lot of people when it's dealing with work assignment only. If I'm work assignment only, management can take my work and give it to a PTF or a CCA at the straight overtime rate. Remember that because that's a huge problem that people have. If I'm on work assignment on my, and I'm a T6, my overtime includes all the routes within that string. I'm obligated to that overtime. Overtime and annual leave. Normally, carriers are not required to work their non-scheduled day if they have approved annual leave either the day before or the day after. Overtime and holiday scheduling. Only work beyond eight hours on a holiday or designated holiday is considered overtime work. That's another big one. Only work beyond eight hours on a holiday or a designated holiday is considered overtime work. So, Adjusted holidays, it's just another day. It's an added day. It's not all overtime. Okay, it's just like a, a normal day. Holiday schedule and the work schedule are two different items. The OTDL is not used when scheduling for holiday coverage. Y'all get that? Holiday schedule and the work schedule are two different items. The OTDL is not used when scheduling for holiday coverage. Equitable distribution of overtime. In order to ensure equitable opportunities for overtime, overtime hours worked and opportunities offered will be posted and updated weekly. I'm going to read that again. In order to ensure equitable opportunities for overtime, overtime hours worked and opportunities offered will be posted and updated weekly. OTDL responsibilities and requirements. An OTDL carrier does not have the option of accepting or refusing overtime work. Work over eight hours on a non-scheduled day. Work over six days in a service week. Overtime on more than four of the five scheduled days in a service week. An OTDL carrier must be required to work up to 12 hours in a day and 60 hours in a week before requiring a non-OTDL carrier to work overtime off their route or on a non-scheduled day. Read that again. An OTDL carrier must be required to work up to 12 hours in a day and 60 hours in a week before requiring non-OTDL carrier to work overtime off their route on a non-scheduled day. Now, where does that come into play mostly? Window of operation. Dispatch of value simultaneously scheduling that's where you're going to see most of the problems when we talk about that article there if i'm on the overtime desired list you must work me 12 hours before requiring a carry not on the list to work off assignment 
That's contractual. Management says that they don't have to honor that if they have a window of operation or dispatch of value, that they're required under Mittenthal's decision to simultaneously schedule. They have that, that opportunity to simultaneously schedule non-ODLs and ODLs to make sure that they get all the carriers back for a dispatch of value or for a window of operation. We say no. The contract is clear. It does not give any kind of amendment to Article 8. It says what it says. It says carriers must be required to work up to 12 hours in a service day before requiring non-ODLs to work off assignment. It does not say unless unless there is a dispatch of value, then this doesn't apply. Or unless there's a window of operation, then this doesn't apply. It doesn't say that. It says, if I'm on the list, I work 12 hours before you can require somebody not on the list to work off assignment. That's what it says. And that's where we'll deal with that the most, is when management claims some kind of dispatch of value or window of operation. We will never recognize a dispatch of value or a window of operation if they're trying to use it to circumvent Article 8. All right, here's a good one. Overtime assignments. Management may assign work to any of the carriers listed if it can be done at the regular overtime rate rather than the penalty rate. I'm going to read that again. Management may assign work to any of the carriers listed if it can be done at the regular overtime rate rather than the penalty rate. CCA and PTF versus ODL. It's up to the supervisor. CCA or PTF versus the ODL. It's up to the supervisor. CCA PTF versus work assignment list. It's up to the supervisor. Work assignment list versus the ODL on work assignment list route. Work assignment list. Read that again. Work assignment list versus the ODL on the work assignment list route. The work assignment list gets that. Work assignment list carrier tech, T6, versus ODL on the route on string. Read that again. Work assignment list carrier tech, the T6, on, a, on work assignment list, versus the ODL on the route or string. The work assignment list carrier gets that, that overtime. Okay, so if I'm a carrier not on the, and, and I'm not the T6, I'm just the regular carrier on the day. And I put in a 39.96 for an hour. My T6, if they're on the work assignment list, can get that hour. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay? If the T6 is on work assignment list, and I'm over here with a Thursday off, and I'm a regular carrier, I come in on Tuesday, and I put in a 39.96 for an hour, management is obligated to give that work assignment list T6 my overtime, even though I'm on the list, all right? Work assignment list versus work assignment list carrier tech. Work assignment list, not the T6. <laughs> work assignment list versus work assignment list carrier tech. That means if I'm on a Monday and I'm work assignment list, my T6 is on the work assignment list, the regular carrier gets that work. Regular The work assignment list not the T6. Do you see what I'm saying about how all this stuff is just, it makes no rhyme or reason, but, you know, very smart people sat down and did this. So, 12-hour and 60-hour limit, excluding December. The 12-hour and 12 hour and 60-hour limits are absolutes, and Mittenthal said that, right? We get into that a lot when we have the 12- and 60-hour grievances where management consistently works us over 12- and 60-hours. A lot of arbitrations coming down right now with the 12 and 60 hour rule. Okay. But 12 and 60 hour limits are absolutes. A full-time employee may neither volunteer nor be required to work beyond these limits. Now can management force us to? Yes. And that's why we file a grievance. But like I said in an early episode, if I'm working and management tells me that I've got to do a takeoff when I come back in, in 11 hours, and I'm going to say, hey, it's going to put me over 12. Uh, we know it, but you got to go out there. Go do the work and file the grievance. Do not come back in 12 and leave that mail on the ground. 
or at your case or at the boss's desk. Deliver the mail and grieve it. Unless you get an arbitrator's decision that says that you can bring that mail back with with no uh, threat of discipline. 12 and 60 hour limitations include all hours, including any leave taken. All right, 12 and 60 hour limitations include all hours, including any leave taken. Because you're still in a pay status, right? Holiday leave pay is included in the 12 and 60 limitations. In addition to any hours worked on the actual holiday. Read that again. Holiday leave pay is included in the 12 and 60 hour limitations. In addition to any hours worked on the actual holiday. I told you this is good stuff. They did a great job with this thing. 12 hour and 60 hour limit. Requirements. Send the carrier home after working 60 hours. Entitled to pay for the remainder of their scheduled day. So if I come to the end of my week and they bring me in and I run into my 60 hours at noon, I still have that eight-hour guarantee, right? I still have that eight-hour guarantee. So if I hit my 60 hours at noon on Friday, management cannot say, hey, go on and go home. We're not paying you for the rest of the day because you're at your 60-hour limit. No. I still have that eight-hour guarantee. So you're going to pay me the rest of the day even though it takes me over 60 hours. 11 and a half hours worked, CCA, PTF, non-OTDL. 12 hours worked, OTDL and work assignment. The remedy, exclusive remedy, is 50% of the base hourly straight time if those limitations are violated. Exclusive remedy is 50% of the base hourly straight time. The PS Form 3189, the request for temporary schedule change for personal convenience. And it just says if a carrier has an approved PS Form 3189, it is inappropriate for management to require them to work overtime that day. And it's got a little picture of it in this. And like I said, Jeremy put that up for you. PS Form 3996. Now, y'all should be well versed in this because we've covered this a million times on these episodes. Verbally inform your manager that you can't make it in eight hours. Follow your manager's instructions. Request a PS Form 3996 and explain the reason why you need one. Fill out the form completely, explaining types of mail and circumstances. Keep your cool. Do not argue. Don't make any decisions. Let letter carriers get paid to deliver the mail while managers get paid to make decisions. Call back to the office for further instructions. Follow the instructions you're given. Handle requests for overtime auxiliary assistance on other routes the same way. The PS Form 1571, the curtail slip. Do not curtail mail unless you're instructed by a manager. Ask for a PS Form 1571. Include all mail that was distributed to you that will not be taken out for delivery. Remarks, as per manager's instructions, and that's what you're going to put down in the remarks section of the 1571, as per management's instructions. If you bring back mail in the afternoon, complete a PS form 1571. Do not curtail mail unless you're instructed by a manager. Now here's, here's a big one, a letter care paragraph. This gets us. In the letter care craft, where management determines that overtime or auxiliary assistance is needed on an employee's route on one of the employee's regularly scheduled days, and the employee is not on the overtime desired list, the employer will seek to utilize auxiliary assistance when available rather than requiring the employee to work mandatory overtime. Okay, I'll read that again. In the letter care craft, where management determines that overtime or auxiliary assistance is needed on an employee's route on one of the employee's regularly scheduled days, and that employee is not on the overtime desired list, the employer will seek to utilize auxiliary assistance when available rather than requiring the employee to work mandatory overtime. CCAs are considered as auxiliary assistants under the letter carrier paragraph. 
CCAs are considered as auxiliary assistants. Management must seek to use all of the following to provide auxiliary assistance. PTS at straight time or regular overtime rate. CCAs at straight time or regular overtime rate. Full-time regular carriers at the straight time rate. Exception, unassigned regular. Example, unassigned regular. OTDL carriers at the regular overtime rate. All right, that should give y'all some clarity on the letter carrier paragraph. And, and management will always talk about the rule of reason. If you've heard of the rule of reason, I've dealt with this numerous times in arbitration. The rule of reason. And what does that mean? The rule of reason. If I'm a carrier on the route, I'm not on the list. I don't want any overtime. And I come in, I've got all kind of packages, DPS, mail, and, and I put in a 39.96. I'm not on the list now. Put in a 39.96 and I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to need 35 minutes of overtime. I'm going to need 35 minutes of overtime. Now, Corey over here, he's on the, on the ODL. He's on the list. He wants that work. Right? So I've got somebody not on the list. They put in for 35 minutes of overtime on their route. I've got an overtime desireless carrier over here. He wants that work. But that overtime desire list, he has an uh, hour on his route, and he's at the exact opposite location of my zone. And it's going to take him about 15, 16 minutes to drive over there. And it's going to take him a little bit longer to deliver it because it's not his route. He's not very familiar with it. So it's probably going to take him 45 minutes to deliver that 35 minutes. And then it's going to take him 15 minutes to get back. We're talking about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes to deliver that 35 minutes of mail. All right. Management can tell that non-OTDL carrier, you're going to have to carry that 35 minutes because the rule of reason will apply. It's going to take Corey an hour and 20 minutes to deliver your 35 minutes. So we're going to say the rule of reason will take over here. It's more reasonable for you to just deliver that 35 minutes than it is for the OTDL carrier to come over here and take an hour and 20, hour and 15 minutes to deliver it. Does that make sense? The rule of reason? That'll come into play a lot of times when we're dealing with a letter carrier paragraph. Mandatory overtime. Before requiring a non-ODL carrier to work overtime on a non-scheduled day or off his or her assignment on a regularly scheduled day, Management must seek to use a carrier from the ODL, even if the ODL carrier would be working penalty overtime. Read that again. Before requiring a non-ODL carrier to work overtime on a non-scheduled day or off his or her assignment. On a regularly scheduled day, management must seek to use a carrier from the ODL, even if the ODL carrier would be working penalty overtime. So that's critical language even if the ODL carrier would be working penalty overtime. Article 8, to me, was written to protect those that don't want to work. That's why Article 8 was written, to protect those carriers that don't want to work overtime. It gives a lot of flexibility to those that do, and that's one of them. I'm going to work penalty overtime before you're going to require a carrier to work off the list or bring them out on an unscheduled day that's not on the list. Mandatory overtime, purpose of the OTDL. If you're going to mandatory me, it's on a rotating basis by juniority. Skipped over if absent an LMOU provision, okay? Take volunteers, excused from mandatory overtime. All right, and then it's got a little review for you. No overtime entitlement. Pay guarantees, pay rates. Signing the overtime desired list. Overtime and annual leave, overtime and holiday scheduling, equitable distribution of overtime quarterly, OTDL responsibilities and requirements, work hour limitations, and PS forms. And that's the review of what we just went over. And that'll be in this little thing here. So I encourage you to get it, really. So there's your first little episode on Article 8. And I really love that thing that they did. I thought they did a fantastic job with it. It answers a lot of the basic yet redundant questions because some of those, uh, you'll see those all the time on social media. 
A lot of carriers talk about those things. It answered some of the most important yet confusing questions of Article 8 right there. It, like I said, I've done a lot of training. That's one of the better things that I've seen. And uh, so I knew when I was going to do my Article 8 episode, I had to go find this thing because I was like, I really like that. So I looked through all my folders and found it, which I was glad. <laughs> so I think that that's going to be very helpful to you. Like I said, Jeremy's going to put that up, print that off. Okay, and keep it at your case and study that. It's very good. Uh, next week, I'm going to probably do more Article 8. If I keep getting people want me to talk about things, I may do another salted uh, peanuts edition because it, it really is getting overwhelming with the things that they sent in once I did that episode, uh, which is fine. I don't mind that at all. You know, I'll do whatever. And so, uh, it just depends. If I keep getting them, I'm going to have to do one, a salted peanuts edition, just because, you know, so many questions coming in in different scenarios. So hopefully I won't mind that. Uh, but what my plan is now is to just start from the page one of Article 8 and go over it. You know, it may be incredibly boring, a snooze fest. That's all right. When I did those memos way back when, I fell asleep twice while I was reading them, so. <laughs> there you have it your very first episode on article eight kind of a, a synopsis of article eight kind of the high points of it all right hope y'all enjoyed that there's a lot of reading uh, sorry about that but that's uh, that's how it's going to be during these article eight episodes so like i said i'll be very busy coming up um got the uh be going down to new orleans uh not this next week but the next then down to Florida to participate in that installation there uh, of officers and then uh, doing a little bit of training for them and then coming back, have another removal for JB. So my schedule may be off a little bit coming up. I'll try to do it when I can, episodes when I can, if I can't do them on Sunday because I, you know, I took three weeks off. I don't want to keep doing that. Uh, so we'll just see how that works out. We're going to be very busy. All right. Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. There's your Article 8 episode. I know that it helped because it helped me, and I've been doing this a long, long time. So uh, y'all take care of yourself. Remember, from Aid Arbitration to Facebook page, remember that? Get on there. Talk to Miss Lindsay. Uh, I, had to, uh, I had several people, and this tells me who I'm talking to, uh, how, how deranged some of y'all are, but there's like, hey, on these shirts, put some of your phrases on there. Like you can kiss the entirety of my ass and you can do these things. And I'm like, y'all, y'all some different folk, but, uh, I think she's going to put something up where you can tell her what you would want to see on the shirts. Uh, cause that's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to do that. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people about it, but, uh, she's going to put that up next week. So think of some of the phrases that you, the choreisms as some of y'all called them, but that's uh, <laughs> crazy. But uh, from Aid Arbitration to Facebook page, get on there, talk to Miss Lindsay. Uh, from AidArbitration.com, Jeremy's going to put this up for you. Uh, print that out, but it's got a lot of great things on there. Discord, all these links are on from AidArbitration.com. So if you're like, how do I get on, how do I find your Discord? On from AidArbitration.com, Jeremy's put all these links up for Reddit, for Discord, uh, all those things. So. Get on there and get on, on uh, Discord. Get on Reddit. A lot of great things going on there. Y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. I uh, hope y'all enjoy your Martin Luther King Jr. Day. One of the greatest things that he ever said, my favorite quote from, from him, and, and because I think that it applies to the shop stewards uh, a great deal. And... Uh, I remember when I saw it, I thought it was one of the most profound things ever spoken because it does talk to the shop steward and how I feel that we should be. But Martin Luther King Jr. said this, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. So he's saying it doesn't matter what you do. 
if it's a street sweeper, do your job so well that other people recognize that and commend you on it. That's the shop steward. It's the most underappreciated job in the postal service is the shop steward. Very rarely do you get any accolades from your carriers. They don't see the work that you put in on your grievances. But remember that saying, even a street sweeper, do the job so well that others will say, there's a great shop steward right there. That shop steward right there protected his people. That shop steward right there, she went above and beyond to make sure that her brothers and sisters were protected. Be that street sweeper. Do the job so well that other people can't help but recognize that's a champion for the people right there, man. That's a champion for the people right there. Our union can learn some things from that. So I hope you all enjoy your Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, just take time to reflect that one of the greatest leaders of our time, one of the greatest leaders of our time, to live his life knowing the objects that he had to overcome. I can't, I can't believe, you know, you can never fathom that. Back then in that era, knowing the things that he had to overcome, the people that were out against him that took to persecute him. Reflect on that for a second, the power of that individual. The power of that individual to say, hey, come what may, whatever happens to me, I'm standing up for my people. Come what may, whatever happens, I'm standing up for my people. Reflect on that, the power of that individual on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. An unbelievable motivator, speaker, and uh, a champion. Probably the greatest champion for a cause that there ever was. Uh, so anyway, enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll talk to y'all next Sunday. We're going to do something. I don't know, Article 8 or Salted Penis. We'll do some if it's wrong, okay? So I'll talk to y'all then. Bye-bye.